Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwaite, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwaite. What a beautiful, wonderful Maui morning. Jim Jacobson, my co-host here. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a busy morning already. We've had a full-on morning. We've got Jim's shoes and socks off. I've never seen my boy in shoes and socks. I, and it didn't I, go so well for I us. I decided to kind of dress up to go before the planning commission, and uh, I was wearing you know shoes and socks, and I know when I was putting them on, I felt very confined, and I realized afterwards... I'm going to continue with my shorts and uh, sandals when I live in Maui because that's the great part yes. about living here. Well, we told those who attend Unity to listen on the radio, and we would tell you where we'll be Sunday morning. And we're so honored and blessed that Seventh-day Adventist Church has extended their welcome to us. We will be back at Seventh-day Adventist Church right there in Kahalui on Pe'enene and uh, Wailea. Waikea. Waikea and Punene Street Punene, right there, right uh, there. at the intersection. Beautiful Seventh-day Adventist community, so filled with prayer. It's such a beautiful home, and so we are grateful. The service will be at 11 o'clock, and of course, always we're in silence at, at 1030. Yeah. So we invite everybody to join us, and then of course, this Christmas Eve, we are very excited. It's going to be the most beautiful two services this year. You know, I come from the mainland where the, the first service at 5 o'clock was the fullest mm-hmm. because everybody who had kids and family and, like, wanted to get, get home and, you know, have that wonderful evening. And uh, so they got this wonderful inspiration Christmas Eve that just we have Deborah Lynn and uh, Virgie Cantorna and Hula Hui and, uh, oh, Alana Yurkan and Omar. She's coming back. She's she is coming back. She's a college student in Colorado. Trained and this by is Deborah Lynn. One of the most phenomenal singers, mm. and she's going to be performing at our Christmas Eve celebration. So we have two services. One's at 5. 5 for about an hour. It'd be about an hour and 15 minutes max. Everybody be able to go home, and then we have one at 7 o'clock. Same service. And it's being held at the historic Eau Theater. We're excited about the historic right Eau Theater. Right here in Wailuku, yeah. Right here, 5 o'clock. For all of you, try that earlier time, because it, it is on a, um, the Christmas Eve is a Sunday this year, so mm-hmm. you're all home. It's not, you know, when Christmas <laughs> Eve is on a work day, that makes it a little hard to get there. But, yeah. you know, everybody's home. They do say it's going to be a huge shopping weekend because normally people don't get two extra uh, days. So they basically, get if, you, if you're out Sunday shopping on oh, Christmas Eve, if you're Eve, out Sunday shopping, you can, you'll, 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 you'll want to come to our <laughs> you're service. You're going to want to be there. If you're still shopping Christmas Eve, and my brothers always were, they probably still are shopping Christmas Eve. Take a respite from the mall and uh, at yeah. 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock come to right. our service at the Yao Theater. The, the word for today, Jim, is faith. That's very appropriate. And we've been walking in faith. We, You know, this is the week of Hanukkah. starts on Friday. And the theme for me in Hanukkah, um, not being Jewish, but you are, uh-huh. but it's always been the, the, the idea that the, there was enough physical oil for one day to mm-hmm. light uh, the to light, light for one for the, day. For the but their faith was strong, and the, and the conditions were such that that flame burned for eight days. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the, the, the way that we move with spirit is we serve a spirit that always makes a way where there's no way. Mm-hmm. And um, as of 9 o'clock, when the Planning Commission said to us, we went in for a hearing to renew a special use permit, which we already have, um, but we had to renew it, and some neighbors didn't get 
the information they needed. Right. It was our mistake. It happened. We don't know how, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't matter that we had everything in order. It mattered that we had met a technicality, and it was like, whoa, coming home for the holidays. Big time of year for spiritual community. Big time to be a family. And last Sunday we said, unity, the light that shines for you. Wherever we are, we shine our light. Whatever we're doing, we shine our light. And what, within an hour and a half, we had an invitation to come back for a week at the Seventh-day Adventist, and, and that may be our home. We, you know, we pray, they pray, we pray, and it's a lovely community. We're so honored to be there. And so that's where the you. word of today really comes faith. in. Faith. Just it, holding the faith and, and holding the high watch and, and going through these uncertainties, and people have them in their lives. Uh, we were talking, you know, while we were in there and, and getting this news that we didn't expect it, other people were coming to the doctor and getting diagnoses that they didn't expect and it's just how you deal with things. Life happens and, yeah. all the time. The Buddha said when you understand life goes up and down it's easier to walk a centered medium path where mm -hmm. you're at peace all the time. Mm -hmm. If we just really understand that the phenomenal world is like the weather Mm -hmm. But we have a weather meter within, a peace, a power, a presence. And that's what we meet a spiritual community for. I mean, it's all about the practice. Mm -hmm. you know. And life is the practice. And so Sunday morning is the celebration. It's where you sit in a vibrational field where miracles happen, where you feel the presence. But it's the 24-7 to know that God's with you when you can't find that parking space or when mm -hmm. the door slams shut that God's in the midst of that because how fast you can turn around and see that the universe has opened a bigger door. And so many of us are humanly patterned to look at the door that slammed and do all the stuff about that. But as we mature spiritually, we find faster and faster we just take a breath and turn to, to see. Rebound from it, yeah. Because spirit always has a better plan. Mm -hmm. We need to know that that is the promise of spirit, not that we get our first plan A all the time. Right. That That's an immature child. <laughs> that, that's kind of God is Santa Claus. <laughs> and when Santa Claus doesn't give us what we want, then we have our little hissy fit, you know. Right. But we grow in spirit because it, we're told, and I know it's true because it is my life, that everything's working for my good. So that door slamming in my face, it, when I realize, aha, God's in the midst of this, that's where my faith comes in because it says he who has faith the size of a mustard seed, that's not very big, Jim, no. says to that mountain, move, and it will move. And we were standing there right after we got the door slammed in our face, and we literally were in prayer. It was, and we, we were sitting we outside with a banker's box. We needed to see, and we were and we were praying, and we were thinking, you know, there's this one person in our congregation who might be helpful. And we said, we serve a God who makes a way where there's no way. And this, we literally finished the prayer, walked up the steps, and he's driving, driving by. by. He didn't expect us. He no, didn't. Know. He says, of course, what are you guys, what doing, are you guys here? doing here? And we said, we just wrote your name down. I had just written his name down. Yeah. Call Wayne. Yeah, there he was. Yeah. So. Off they went. You it's and a, I went off for breakfast. It's, it's a, it really is graceful, and the way that you see this unfold helps really affirm the faith. Well, it, you know, your faith is when it's tough. Yeah. Who needs faith when they're playing when your song? <laughs> when, you know, every door is opening, when, you know, you look across the crowded room and there he is. You know, who needs faith for that? Right. But it's when you walk through all of life. And all of life is just that. Phenomena is phenomena. But God is God all the time. God trumps everything. So we've got a great program for you today. We're going to be talking with Diane Alba Means, who is a feng shui maven, mm -hmm. really an expert. Um, and she's got a new job at Rosalani. Place. assisted living home and she's going to be talking to us about 
uh, color and decor and how it changes the vibration when you feng shui your home, your business, your living environment. And then the second part, we'll be talking with Barbara Fields, who's just a phenomenal woman in charge of the Association for Global New Thought. And Mm -hmm. she's the one, Jim, that has set it up for us to be with the Dalai Lama consistently and work for the Gandhi King Peace and Nonviolence. And we're taking uh, Gandhi King Peace Train in April. So we'll be talking to her about that. We'll have on that train not only the grandchildren of Mahatma Gandhi, and the children of Martin Luther King Jr., but we'll have the people who march with Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get God bones when I think about that. When I was at Morehouse College and I was inducted into the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Hall of Preachers, mm-hmm. Hall of Preachers, I said that was my proudest day. I mean, that's, very that's cool. like, it was so amazing, and all of them were there. I sat in a room like we do at church, and they were just these heroes that back in the 50s and 60s followed a dream where they literally got in prison, where they had fire hydrants that were turned on those hoses. I mean, I remember dogs chasing them, many of them killed. Mm. Um, and they, they, just for the right to be an American and have the promises of our Declaration of Independence. I mean, they took it and, and, and brought it forward, and, and they're like 70 and 80 now, Jim, and we're going to have them on the train. That's so awesome. it's, it's going to be awesome. Be so let's talk with Diane. Diane, Alba Means, thanks for coming in. Good morning, Mary and Jim. Thank you for having me this thanks. morning. This is awesome. What? Now, you have written a book on feng shui. I been published. Yes. Um, it's called Feng Shui Fashion Makeover for Success, A Woman's Guide to Empowering Your Personal Style. Oh, for women. For women. So now we know there's another book coming, so it'll be interesting. So it's for people, and feng shui is pretty hot right now, but there's probably people listening that said, okay, tell me really what feng shui is. Well, feng shui is actually the ancient Chinese art and science of placement and has been around for probably three to four thousands of years, but it has to do with the way um, energy flows throughout our environment, and um, we can use it in our homes and our workplaces. But we also can apply the principles to our personal energies, and that's where the book was done comes in with Mm -hmm. actually starting to work with women on an individual Mm -hmm. basis Mm -hmm. that if there's not the capability or the support in their household to maybe make some changes that they can start with their actually just their closet and how they look and feeling good about themselves and increasing their personal chi so to speak so it really does make a difference you came in when i bought my condo six and a half well six july plus whatever now is so we're going on six and a half but very early on you came in with this map and I've right. actually used it yes. and as I've done it. And so I've really got it. In fact, just um, redid it again, and, and someone else came in who was just visiting. And, and she walked through, and she said, oh, wow. And she said, you need a red chair right here. Mm. And I went out, and I swear, I bought a red chair, <laughs> and I put it right in the middle of the room. She says, and everything has shifted for me. But we, she said, oh, you got it. You're you know, Good. how Great. important that corner was, or the, right in the center for, is that your career, your actually, contribution? Actually, the center is actually the kind of the balance of energy where all of it comes together, and it creates just a certain harmonious flow, so to speak. So well, this, this is the middle is of the Bagua. In the middle of the Bagua, okay. and that's really the center. And that dominant element, when we're looking at um, the five element theory, which is one of the principles, key principles with feng shui, and also some of the key principles used and other forms of Chinese medicine, but it um, represents the earth, the energy of earth, and we have an enhancing cycle where some of the five elements will make another one stronger or feel, make it more, um, produce it or make it in, um, a more positive energy. And so by adding that color red, first of all, it's a yang or active color, 
but it represents the element of fire. And fire actually then is the enhancing element for the earth, which is that center energy. So ah. so all that coming together is making sense and why it makes a difference. You s- yeah, because that's your career, your contribution, the, what your work it's, is in the world. Exactly. And she told me to go out and get pictures of doing things that I really love, put animals and tr- um, plants and, yeah, and yes. flame. Flame, yeah. which would be fire energy. Yeah. Yeah. You said something interesting. You said this is part of Chinese medicine? Yes, actually, um, feng shui is one of the many branches of Chinese medicine, along with acupuncture and meditation and tai chi. And the five element theory is a part of all these Chinese uh, uh-huh. disciplines of I balancing the energy. I never thought of feng shui as, as actually um, um, sort of a Chinese medicine practice, but it, it totally makes sense. It really is. So talk a little bit more about the role of color. The role of color. Well, we used color. Of course, color can be used in so many ways just to shift the energy. But in feng shui, it actually, uh, specific colors represent each one of the five elements, which is really the core of the principles of any kind of balancing or energy. And each one of those colors have certain vibrational um, positive or or negative aspects. But by using color in such a way to... um, enhance, say, an area of your home when we're laying out a bagua to, for, um, I'll say, wood energy. So here's a word that I meant. Jim just threw it out there. But I know I'm not the only one listening, Maui. I know a few of you are going, bagua? Bagua. And some are going, oh, I know what that means. And others are going... Okay, I'm asking for you, so you send me a special blessing. Tell me about Bagua. Okay, Um, the Bagua is one of the tools that's based on mapping out a floor plan or a plot of land using compass directions with traditional feng shui. And actually, it's referred to as the eight aspirations formula. So each one of the eight cardinal directions represents a different aspect of our life. Ah. So we have one area um, has to do with our children, one's for our ancestors, one's for career. We have health and family. Of course, relationships is really important. Knowledge and education, earth. And of course, people always want to know about the prosperity well, let's talk about that corner. Uh, if you want to, I mean, because obviously you do different things in different areas right. of the Bagua to enhance that aspect. So if you're listening and, and you're curious, what are some of the things that one would do to enhance your prosperity? Well, using the five element theory, um, the element of wood, which the color green represents that. We, of course, we think the color of money, but wood energy would be like plant energy, new growth, new opportunities. We think of um, growing bamboo. We usually see that as something symbolic with prosperity. Also, um, the evergreen plant, we're coming into holiday season, bringing in some evergreen into your home also can bring in longevity and um, just good fortune. Mm. And so the, the prosperity corner often then will use like a living plant, something very lush and green to represent that new growth in our wealth or our, our riches. Now, well, I don't know why, but I have a lot of purple in mine. Uh, wealth corner and a beautiful purple, the amethyst crystals. What are those beautiful ones that are purple inside? Yeah, the amethyst geodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a lot of those in my wealth corner because I thought I I do have. Well, the often, oftentimes people like to use things that symbolically to them ah, represent okay. riches, and oh, okay. so the color purple and but it's also royalty, okay. and then so color green as well. Okay. Good. All right. So green and purple. Green and All purple. Right. Oh, good. Why not? This is right. cool. We should take a break, but when we come back, let, will you do some more of this and things that we can do in our houses to, to enhance Certainly, different James. aspects? Yes. And we'll also talk about how you uh, at Rosalani Place Assisted Living actually went in and did feng shui in a big, large living yes, environment. Yes, we're just working that on happened. some areas there. That'll be great. Well, we're talking with Diane Albamine. She's the author of Feng Shui Fashion Makeover for Success. 
and it's at Borders. And if you would like to call in, the number is 242-7800. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. Unity Church on Maui invites you to a very special Christmas Eve service with Reverend Mary Omwake at the historic Eau Theater. There'll be a service at 5 and 7 with Deborah Lynn, the Hula Hui, a children's Christmas program, and the Unity Choir performing your favorite Christmas songs. Make it a memorable Christmas with this Christmas Eve celebration with the Unity family at the historic Eau Theater. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We're back on the air. And we're excited to share that Sunday we will be at the Seventh-day Adventist Church at 11 a.m., one service, 11 a.m., and it's so filled with love and joy and uh, wonderful, wonderful inspired music. Mm-hmm. I think Kurt Lee's singing. Oh, Somebody, it's, I know it's so, really special. It's, it's always special. So I know it's, it's always. I have so to say, we're so back the, the Seventh-day Adventist this Sunday. was amazing last week. Why do I? I just think it's Kurt, but it'll be perfect. Because uh, I said, be sure and, and get somebody wonderful. They're coming home for the holidays. You know, we're living that beautiful story. There's no room in the inn, but we serve a God who makes a way where there's no way, and that's the faith walk. So Seventh-day Adventist, and then, of course, the Christmas Eve service, uh, 5 and 7 o'clock. So we're talking with Diane Alba-Means, and you were sharing with us. Jim, you're doing a good some job of, with Well, the just questions. some of the things that people can do to enhance areas of the house. We've talked a little bit about prosperity. Uh, I guess the other big one that people must ask you all the time is romance. How do I, oh, what do romance. I do to, to fix up my love life? Draw that special <laughs> person in or to make it even better? Oh, well, just a simple thing that that people can do, and you were talking about positive artwork, is, is to have things around you that re- represent like a, a, a an affirmation, like an environmental affirmation visually of something that you enjoy having around. So for, if you're trying to enhance relationships, mm-hmm. you would want to have rep- art maybe representing like pears or hearts Couples. or lovebirds or things being in relationship. And so um, I actually had a, a client we talked about having things in pairs and she actually literally thought I meant the fruit pears and oh. so she had gone oh. out and she found <laughs> artwork that was two pairs and, and hand towels oh. and things like that but you know she she attracted a, a perfect fruit. the no. perfect no not the fruit <laughs> of the perfect relationship I'm sorry. so I'm kidding no, I got my kidding. shoes and socks put your off. shoes back on Jim um, <laughs> that's interesting okay so and then you can put like two candlesticks two candles or, or exactly just, a pair of lovers but two pillows yeah, if you're, you're putting at, pillows yeah, put so two together and make I was, sure they touch and I was told that like yeah. uh, if you can do this in your bedroom it's always good to have a pair of nightstands one on both sides yes because right? what that represents is equality in relationships mm-hmm. 
So sometimes people don't do that, and and I I, I think that makes a big. It's a simple. Should they thing. be the same? Now, in one bedroom, I have one that's big and round, and one that's real tall and long. And I looked at. Well, them generally, they should wow, be a little bit. Pretty. This is well, pretty that's a really good story, Barry, because <laughs> I had a consultation a few years ago. A couple called me in. They weren't seeing eye to eye on things, and the rest of the house that was downstairs was looking really great. And we went upstairs. They had just built a new master bedroom. Well, walking into the bedroom above the bed is a large picture of Madame Pele to mm-hmm. start with. Mm-hmm. Whoa. A lot Send of woman fire energy. And then mm-hmm. we have a large nightstand on one side, for, which is the ladies. I bet and that would be her side of the bed, It right? was. And on the man's side was just this tiny little stool. <laughs> and then they had also statuary of single women. Whoa, so, get that out of there. Um, so the first thing, of course, I always ask is tell me about this and yeah. why is this in here? Yeah. And there wasn't a particular reason. It's just that they had the wall space. So they r- removed that and that afternoon went out and bought matching nightstands. And I got a little email later on that things were really starting. You got Pele out of over your bed. Yeah, I that really might get you started. You better have a good therapist if you have <laughs> Pele in the bedroom. I never you. had balancing nightstands until I moved here. And now I have drawn my fiance into my life. Great. So I must say yes. that there's something to it. I've also been told that there's something to the actual shape of the headboard. Are you into that? Do you know? Cause someone was saying that if you have a squared off thing, that's not good. You want to have sort of a round, around. Well, I would say of, more than anything, a headboard of some sort is going to give you support behind yeah. the, the head so of the have, bed have and something. not the, the open slat style is not as good right. again, because you have that energy that can right. leak through or not to support. So. Well, I, re- when, you know, when I first heard about this, I thought this is kind of silly stuff. And then I was in Hong Kong and I started hearing about how seriously business people take it in Hong Kong. And there was a giant lawsuit from one bank to another bank and the because the other bank had erected a building that was angled right at them that right. was bad feng shui. And the, the, the bank won the lawsuit because that's just not a good thing to do over there in Hong Kong. Right, and what you're referring to... Oh, there must have been somebody paid off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Okay, Jim. Well, they refer, refer to those pointed buildings yeah. or things that can block your energy um, mm-hmm. as a poison arrow. So uh, in Hong Kong, a lot of that, they would actually intentionally build things, you know... To kind of attack the other. Attack yeah. the other. Yeah, you know, right on Broadway, you know, it's those two, you go off to the Lincoln Center, you come right up, All uh, that and there's that, there's that right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It'd be interesting interesting. to see what's right there. And even here in Hawaii, I mean, I've always known that there's a piece of land in Paia right at the bottom of Baldwin Avenue that you'd think would be an amazing place for a business, and no business ever survives there because it's that fast energy coming down Baldwin, coming right at it all the time. Uh, And that's how we can incorporate the same principle into your home Mm -hmm. environment. Okay, well, tell us more about that about energy. Because one of the things you want to create is uh, like a grand entrance, a welcoming entrance, so it could be for your home or for your business. And, and I've actually been talking with our maintenance person at Rosalani Place because of removing some of the spiky plants, oh. um, bringing in yang, our active colors, red color family to the front entrance so we can draw in positive energy oh. for the residents. But you can also do the same thing for your personal home or for your business because we don't want to have things that deflect negative energy. We want to you know bring in positive good chi, you know, right. that well, life right force. Right as you walk in, mine have a... Uh, five foot 
Kuan Yin, just with her arms out. And I think, oh. She's such a greeter then. Yeah. yeah, such a greeter. So in terms of plants, so we're going back to the prosperity corner. If you have a plant that has spikiness edges, that wouldn't be as good as a rounded edge plant? It's it's not as friendly. Okay. James, uh, you want right. something a little more unwelcoming than something that's very spiky. A spiky plant can be used maybe you know outside of, of a home on a side that's not by your walkway, yeah. but maybe where you need it for protection, maybe for security purposes. Right. So just kind of keep that in mind. This is fascinating. Do you, do you think that is does feng shui work, if you will, because it's the consciousness of what you're doing and you're just being very conscious about, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and you're just being more conscious, or is there something else going on? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that feel that way, and, and also it goes along with unity principles, but the traditional feng shui is actually based on scientific tools and um, some mathematical formulas based on the energies from the compass. And so there's more than one aspect to it. There's like the science of feng shui and then also the art of feng shui, and they kind of go hand in hand together, I think, to really have people have results using both. I was just thinking, you know, we have two staff desks that face where they face the wall and that they have their back to the door. Mm. And I'm just as you were speaking about that, I was just wondering, I wonder if we need to. Yeah, because that's their again, their energy can be startled um, and not do as well. But then you can do these fixes like mirrors, right? You could put a mirror mirror. behind you because it works real good for their workspace. I know that's why they did it. But I was just I remembered when you said coming in. Um, they're okay. As long as they're safe, they're, they're wonderful employees. So I just want them to have everything. Yeah, so they might <laughs> find a way to position a mirror so they can see the reflection of somebody coming uh, in behind them. I was them. resistant in my office to, uh, to I always was looking out, but the room wasn't big enough. So finally people persuaded me that I should move my desk against the wall. But then they put in these, we put in these giant mirrors and it enhanced my ocean view. So it doubles it because. So you look at the mirror. So and I look at the, the mirrors and it reflects twice because it doubles it. So it looks like, I, and, and I would have never thought. So mirrors, I know, are, are considered a real big corrective thing in feng shui. Uh, yes, they're kind of known as the aspirin of feng shui, so <laughs> to speak. aspirin of feng shui. Because they are a chi activator, our energy uh-huh. activator. Uh-huh. So if you have a kind of a dark, stagnant corner, uh-huh. that might be a place to put a mirror or lighting yeah. or something like that that can uh-huh. activate uh-huh. energy. So is there a correlation between feng shui and the principles of aloha, living aloha? Well, I really feel so because the principles of feng shui are basically living in harmony with nature and being in balance and, and peacefulness with mm-hmm. nature. And, and really that's what mm-hmm. it's all about being here on mm-hmm. Maui and Hawaii mm-hmm. is that aloha spirit and living those principles, that breath of life, that positive energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel myself that I've been called to be a feng shui ambassador of aloha and mm-hmm. You know. And you truly are, Dan. I've watched you as you've deepened your uh, work over the years and studied all over the world, actually. You've gone to Malaysia, seminars yeah. in different parts of the world, and now you're bringing this into a new workspace, Rosalani Place for exactly. Assisted Living. But but you've been really helpful for the church and for different people. You do homes. I do Is homes. there a way that people could reach you? Um, they could reach me um, through my website. And what, how would that That be? would be um, hawaiifengshui.com. That's easy, Hawaii, Hawaii feng, shui, feng Shui, except most people, a lot of us, Feng Shui, F-E-N-G. Now, is it one word? It's, uh, I mean, for, for the website, it's yeah. F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. One word. Dot com. Two words, but, but it's yeah, Feng Shui, F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I. 
H-U-I.com. So on Hawaii Feng Shui, they can also pick up your book, which is Feng Shui Fashion Makeover for Success. This is true. Okay. And they can email me and get in contact with That's me great. that way and find out lots of information and mm. free articles and stuff we more thank about you education. so much for coming by. Thank She's you. one of our hula hui dancers. It was just exquisite on Sunday. Thank and you'll you be dancing much. Christmas Eve. Definitely Christmas Eve. And hopefully on our it. peace train, dancing at Agape, the uh, uh, Maui's Unity Hula Hui. Unity Church of Maui has been invited to dance at uh, Agape. Feel very is, blessed to be invited so to dance at Agape. And yes. uh, then uh, at the at the conference, there's a one day after we take the peace train from L.A. to San Jose. Then there'll be a one day peace conference with the leaders of the civil rights movement, and then the great work that's going on. There's so much great work going on all over the United States for justice, for peace, for making a difference. And you know. We have a great vision in America, and we have a great vision to call us forward into a future beyond our wildest dreams. And I'm, I see what's happening, and I see it. It's so much in our face now that everybody's starting to say, "We got, we can do better. Mm-hmm. We can reach higher. We just won't fix this. We're going to jump over it and just go back to the vision." And that's what the '60s were about. That's what Martin Luther King called us to. You know, to um, to live up to our vision, to live up to our possibilities, the dream that's been planted. And and uh, I have a favorite song. It's called um, "Open Your Heart, America. Your Vision Is What You Need," and it's our vision that's calling us. So we thank you for coming in, You're Diane. You're welcome. Thank you. And Thanks, we are Diane. going to be talking with the executive director for the Association for Global New Thought, a woman who who um, actually was the program director for the Second World Parliament of Religions conference uh, the first one was in 1897 and she came in and did it in 1997 i was there that's the first time i saw the dalai lama and she's the one that set it up so we'll be talking to her right after this announcements and we thank you for being here remember sunday morning unity church at seventh day adventist 11 o'clock and christmas eve at the historic eow five and seven we'll be right back conversations with friends with mary omwake is a presentation of unity on maui We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. Unity Church on Maui invites you to a very special Christmas Eve service with Reverend Mary Omwick at the historic Iao Theater. There'll be a service at 5 and 7 with Deborah Lynn, the Hula Hui, a children's Christmas program, and the Unity Choir performing your favorite Christmas songs. Make it a memorable Christmas with this Christmas Eve celebration with the Unity family at the historic Iao Theater. Now back to conversations with friends. We are we're back on the air, and we want to also acknowledge another important sponsor to our program, which is Real Estate Maui Style. It's a great publication, and you can pick it up anywhere on the island. And it is 
the type of publication that you can go to if you want to find out the who's who of real estate in Maui. Real estate agents, mortgage brokers, everything that is of interest. And you can pick up the magazine. It's at, outside of Long's and all over the island. And in addition to having fantastic resources, it has great articles, articles of interest that uh, make it really something that even if you live here and aren't necessarily looking for a property right now, you want to pick up the magazine, and it's Real Estate Maui style. And it's a great magazine to pick up for uh, your vision board. But one of the things that's so exciting is Myrna Stone, the editor, always makes sure, and she hires great writers, mm-hmm. to interview people on Maui who are making a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll always get not just a blur, but, I mean, a really fine look at Maui lifestyle for those of you who are on the island. And you'll also get in that who's who – in uh, Maui real estate, you actually not just get the name and their, all their awards, right. but you get what their passions are, right. what their interest so you is. You figure out who is it that you want to work with. Because yeah. there's so many realtors out oh, there. Oh, they're golfing enthusiasts yeah. and, and surfers diving, yeah. and uh, and people investments and, and people who are looking for different kinds of condos. And, and of course, the island is so diverse mm-hmm. that it's uh, people forget it may be a small island, but we have rainforest and deserts and we have redwood trees i mean we've got the whole thing here so um pick up uh real estate maui style yeah and thank you Myrna stone um we're going to be talking with one of my favorite people on the planet a woman who really works um for peace and justice and all the good things and works from such a high sense of integrity and vision and vibration barbara fields is the executive director of the Association for Global New Thought. Ten years old, the organization had a vision, and as the um, conveners of the Gandhi King Season for Peace and Nonviolence, which after ten years, Jim, and being at the UN and uh, all over the world internationally, is now morphing into a eternal season for peace and it's expanded and of course the synthesis dialogues with his holiness the Dalai Lama and now a huge project in the Middle East the Abraham project to bring a viable um, kind of uh, the the path that Abraham actually walked and of course Abraham being the the patriarch of the Jewish and the Christian and the Islam faith, mm-hmm. but not just um, bringing all of the leaders together, but putting in a viable economic system of bed and breakfasts and hotels in this route that people will be able to take as a sacred pilgrimage and, and create a sustainable future, not unlike what we did with the citizen d- diplomats in Russia when before that fell down, when that when the USSR was like it the Cold War, and it looked impossible. It, yeah. But now people are already starting that traveling. The visioning is already planted. So um, we won't sing her praises on and on. Barbara Fields, are you there? I am here. How are you? Oh, well, we're in Maui. Well, you're fine, then. <laughs> we're doing just fine. And you're calling from one of the other most amazing places, Santa Barbara. Yes. And it's wonderful to talk to you both. We're so excited. Now, um, you just got back from France, didn't you? Well, it seems like a long time ago, but it was actually September. Well, that's only a yeah. couple months. Yeah. The reason is because Jim, uh, my co-host here, he's getting married, and he's going to take his bride to Paris for uh, a month. Oh, call me. We need to talk. <laughs> D'accord. C'est une bonne day. Yeah. Did you have a good time? <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so you've been busy. This this peace, this Gandhi peace train, it, it, it leaves, it, the train departs April 18th? It's a three-day train ride that goes up the coast? Well, it's a one-day train ride, oh, but three-day okay. three conference. It starts in L.A., right? Yeah, it's a moving conference. A moving we conference. To do something like more it. dynamic, and therefore we decided to just shake it up a little bit this year because it's our 10th anniversary of this project, which 
as a matter of fact, no, not too many people remember this, but it wasn't really meant to be an annual work. It no, was, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was designed to be the the 50th and 30th commemoration of the memorial anniversaries of Gandhi and King. But after the first year, people were calling me and said, what, stop, are you nuts? <laughs> well, it did morph on its own. I mean, we've never, ever been able to contain it, but you've done such a great effort. This 64 Days is a grassroots educational and um, media just to remind people of the great work that's being done and to inspire people to continue on with this beloved community and this great work that Gandhi and King embodied. And uh and now it has morphed into uh, a, an eternal season. We have the September 11th, what is it, 11 days for forgiveness and reconciliation and the peace train. And now, Barbara, you you know this. Right after the peace train, the Dalai Lama is coming to Maui. To Maui, yeah. So we are yeah. hoping to give him the Maui season for peace and nonviolence hero he'll be award here, he'll be here right after this event in los angeles i know we're really excited and we love this idea because uh you're coming in along with michael beckwith and roger teal and uh well all of the association for global new thought leadership team was coming to maui to help us launch it we're having our meetings here for those of you who are listening but um we will have some wonderful ways that people can come and meet these great souls who lead major organizations and uh, and also be inspired to come together. How we on Maui, because we we have such a vision, and we're we're not we didn't convene this vision or even catch it or make it up, but it it was here and welcomed us that this is the peace capital of the planet, Maui, mm-hmm. and it, it's alive all over the island. And so we're really grateful that Association of Global New Thought is coming. But Barbara, just detail this train ride and the conference for us. Yeah, I would love to do that. We start on April 18th, which is a Wednesday, and we start in Los Angeles at the Agape International Spiritual Center, which is Dr. Michael Beckwith's church, um, in the evening with a citywide kickoff celebration, including um, not only city officials and the mayor and the Agape International Choir and many musicians, but we have invited uh, a, a group of very distinguished folks that we are we, we're calling the living legends of nonviolence simply because they are they happen to be um, members of the Gandhi family and the King family mm-hmm. and members of the uh, Cesar Chavez family and others who now in the later stages of their life have been have dedicated an entire lifetime of work to not just working in this movement but actually spearheading mobilizing great transformational changes in their own cultures um, for the practice of nonviolence as a way of uh, sustainable problem solving. So we begin in Los Angeles with this incredible group, as well as several hundred task force leaders who have been doing Season for Nonviolence around the world for the past 10 years. And we're going to fit all that into some two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a, that'll be a packed two and a half hours. How many people do you think will be at that event in L.A.? At the event in L.A., I'm I'm sure they'll be it will be bursting the rooms at the seams. So I don't know how many they hold. Maybe up to a thousand wow. with a standing room. Okay, so that's on Wednesday. That's on Wednesday night. So we get a good night's sleep, and then the next morning, first thing, we get on six private rail cars, and we take a twelve-hour beautiful train ride up the coast of California 
And there will be a full-sized program on board the train, including workshops and small circles and um, presentations of all kinds and music of all kinds, but also um, a chance to actually ride the train and sit and talk in person with the living legends of nonviolence because, much to our surprise, most of them actually want to be on the train with us. That's awesome. And um, I'm very excited about that. It also includes a couple of um, whistle stops along the way where we expect to be met by delegations from the towns where we stop briefly. But nonetheless, it'll be a chance for the delegates to get out with their banners and for there to be some music. And it really, um, that's going to be an exciting day. So how many private rail cars are there in this train? Well, so far we have six cars that are dedicated to our group. Um, and which for a total of about 350 people. That is so cool. And it's a beautiful, I know that that, that stretch of, of track uh, along the coast, it just goes, it kind of hugs the coast. It right, by the ocean. Right, once you get out of L.A., it just gets gorgeous. We'll come right through Santa Barbara. And, yeah, and before that, because I, you know, I've taken that route so many times. In fact, when I come to Santa Barbara, sometimes I... Um, catch the train down there in Orange County and take it up because you get to avoid the freeway. <laughs> and then tell us about the conference because that's Thursday. Uh, that's the uh, April 19th. Some people can come just for the conference. That's that Friday um, in San Jose. That's in San Jose at a beautiful, pretty new hotel, the Marriott Hotel there. And, um, yeah, people can definitely come for what, what we call the Living Legends of Nonviolence Conference. And this is a packed day of activities at that venue, starting at 9 in the morning, um, including major talks, quite a bit of celebration and music, breakout sessions, a banquet where we'll actually be um, addressing the award part for the Living Legends, as well as youth delegations, and then a big program in the evening. So people who want to be part of the Living Legends of Nonviolence Conference should plan on making themselves available from about 8 in the morning till after 10 in the evening for that conference. Really packed. And then we get a good night's sleep again, and we we go back on the train down the coast the next day. But there'll be lots and lots of follow-up activities so that all the networking and all the planning that we've done at the conference will really, really get grounded. So it's a a round-trip train expedition. Right. And for some of us from Maui, we're going to fly into L.A., and take the train up and uh, enjoy agape and take the train up and then this conference and then jump on a plane in San Jose and just fly on home. Oh, so you, yeah, so you just, don't have to do both. You, you don't have to do the Well, you pay for trip. it, but, right. you know, it just, it just makes it easier for us to get back in terms of taking the train down. But there's lots of ways for people to access, and you've priced it very affordably. It's just pretty amazing conference. Uh, how do they go online, Barb, and get all the information for this? Because a lot of people, hopefully listening, will say, yeah, like tourists, at least half of our listeners are tourists, and you can pick this uh, program up in L.A. We'll all be meeting you there. So how do they find out about it? Well, the website is um, the three W's and then agnt.org slash peace train. That's A-G-N-T, stands for Association for Global New Thought. Global New Thought. Well, what's this conference at agnt.org? That's, the, that's their email. 
Oh, that's the email. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you go on agent, agnt.org and then it'll Slash pop up train. and say something, Peace Train. Oh, okay. Sure. It's there all you go. over the place. You'll be able to find it. And it gives all the bios of our presenters because mm-hmm. in addition to the Gandhi grandchildren, we'll also have um, Gandhi's great-grandchildren for helping out with our youth delegation part of the program. Mm. And for the first time this year, we'll have um, the younger brother... And um, the younger brother and the son of Cesar Chavez, and that's a tremendous addition, mm. especially since we're going to be meeting in San Jose. I was going to say, yeah. And California. representing an entire new, wonderful population of people that are coming on board the project now. Mm. Wow. Was so that's sh- pretty, I mean, this is pretty big stuff to have all these people in one place at the same a- and time. And then you also have invited uh, just a lot of uh, very committed and bright and articulate people who are working in the field right now, hands-on mm-hmm. with programs and projects. One of the great thing about Season for Peace and Nonviolence is that everybody who's doing something valuable, whether it's a curriculum for a second-groom classroom or a program in the prisons or, you know, uh, declarations or proclamations from mayors or governors or uh, all of that is comes in everybody gives what they have gives up their program and it's put on a, a CD-ROM and then sent out every year so people don't have to reinvent the wheel and I don't know if you've gone on um, the World Wide Web lately and Googled Season for Peace and nonviolence, Season for Nonviolence I know you guys call it I'm sorry the Gandhi King Season for Nonviolence Maui just added the Aloha Peace thing but um, I know it was like what 44,000 pages last year or the year before I mean, no 192,000 oh excuse me well <laughs> I didn't know that either until uh, I went on by chance I just finished updating the CD-ROM for 2007 and it it's very tight and succinct and user-friendly, and, you know, it's really just a jump start into the whole world of spiritually motivated activism. And, the, and, and we don't copyright or own any of it. We are just interested in, in, you know, compiling the networking so people can just keep the, the torch going. Right. We were handed this torch by great luminary souls, Gandhi and King, and, and these legends, these inc- living legends of nonviolence that really did the hard work. But, you know, when we think about it now, the torch is being passed to the choir. The torch is being passed to the average person to be that light, to carry that vibration of peace. And and it's beautiful. We've had our practice. We've done our work. We're meditating. We're in sacred service. We're we're lifting our consciousness, which I believe, Barbara, is the best thing anybody can do for the planet is lift your own consciousness. Get your love light juice flowing. (laughs) Take care of that, and, and you'll be able, and then you'll step into service. And my favorite quote from Martin Luther King, Jr. is, Find, discover your own spiritual gifts and and find a true need in the planet, a real need, and give your gifts to the real need, and you activate perpetual bliss. Mm. And you know me. I love that bliss thing. <laughs> so, you know, you can't get bliss with a lot of money, and you can't get bliss even with a perfect body and a perfect partner, but you can get bliss when you activate all of that and give it into service. Then all the rest can come and be the wonderful, wonderful what dessert on a wonderful life but we're going to have people who lived it and lived it when it wasn't safe i mean that's the thing that's so amazing the some of these people really did risk their lives and they saw the people they love killed 
So, but they're still here, and they're still carrying the light, and it's such an honor. Barbara, uh, what else are you guys doing? Do you have just enough time to tell us a, a little bit about the um, Middle East? It's called the Abraham um Abraham Project, isn't that the, is that the Abraham name? Path Initiative in the Middle East. Abraham Path Initiative mm-hmm. in the Middle East. But just give us, because they've just come back, a, a group of Association for Global New Thought went with Harvard and some other dignitaries, and they've been working on this, what, you've been on this, what, three years? This is a we, long... Yeah, we officially started in February of 2004, and the first um, official delegation just got back from a, a 10-plus day trip, starting in Turkey, going through Syria and Jordan into Israel, and uh, for, and because it's so very critical that this is not a project that's being brought to the Middle East, but rather resources and offerings that are being contributed to leaders in the Middle East so that they can basically host their own Abraham path mm-hmm. and welcome the world's people to it. Um, that was a very successful meeting. All the roads are opening up among the various civic officials as well as religious leaders. So what's the overall vision? What's, what, do you, what do you guys see is going to happen along this, this road? Well, it's, it's a way of respecting and reconciling while not actually attempting to move into that very tricky territory of um, selling one another on our religious traditions. We're coming from the same family of the same forefather, and the hope is that walking this path, which is now being actually physically charted on that terrain, that we'll be able to restore some of the common sacred sites along the way, and this will have the adjunct effect of serving the economy in regions that are very poor, that tourism with a purpose can actually be greatly um, enlivened by this kind of a project, and that there will be communications between the sister communities here in the West and there in the region, that students will begin to communicate with each other and then meet each other when they walk the path. So there's there's many, many practical um, benefits that will come out of this idea, but the idea in consciousness is, is to increase the respect and understanding that will create the harmony that we need among these religions. That's a powerful, powerful vision. When, when do you think uh, it will be at a place where, where people can actually go on this type of, uh, of, of uh, I won't call it a vacation, I, I would call this a, a, a purposeful tourist, it's tourism. It's a pilgrimage. pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage. It is a pilgrimage. a pilgrimage. This is a sacred pilgrimage that, um, and it is, you know, I just, and when I hold it, I do hold it like the citizen diplomacy in the USSR because I remember where they searched your luggage. You couldn't take anything in. You couldn't walk around uh, free. You could only go to certain designated people and then places and then boom. The, it all fell apart, and there's, there's just a way where people, when they get together and meet human and the, to human, and the, and person to person, and people came back with such strong uh, experiences of like, mm-hmm. wow, the Russians are just like us. Mm-hmm. I remember people coming back from the mm-hmm. Soviet Union saying, I can't, I didn't know they're they're just like us. They're afraid of the same things that we are, and mm-hmm. the, and that that type of experience and exposure is so important. So this type of <laughs> enlightened pilgrimage yes, we're, tourism. We're, we're all equally afraid of our leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, you are very true, very true. 
Did you get a chance to hear Kofi Annan's speech on yesterday? And no, I He didn't. went to Kansas City. He went to Harry Truman's library because, you know, I'm from Kansas City. Loved it. He went there to call America back to its vision because what he said, and it was really empowering. I mean, yes, he was pretty hard on us, but he said, we carry the hope of the world. And when we miss the mark and when we give up our vision of taking care of rights of people and when we violate those, the whole world suffers because they look to us. They've always looked to us to be the hope. And he he was pretty accurate, I think, in what he said, where we violated the very principles that we have carried to the world. And and there was not shame on us. He says he called us back. And the fact that he went to Harry Truman's place, where, where remember him? The buck stops here, the president mm-hmm, who said, mm-hmm. the mis- if I made the mistake, the buck stops here. Wouldn't that be good to hear again? <laughs> but, you know, the whole thing is, is um, now we work together. Now we start here, and we start right where we are to once again go f- back to the vision because that pulls us right through. We can't fix it at the level of the problem. We've got to go back to the vision. So, Barbara, thanks for the work you do in the world. Well, thank you for this show. It continues to be very enjoyable. I'm glad that it, it's staying on. Well, thank you. And please, you know, you can listen to us via podcast on our website at conversationswithfriends.com. Oh, good. And uh, it's available. We have a worldwide audience now. We, it turns out I think we have more people listening to us around the world than we do here on Maui. Oh, that's awesome. Good work. Well, (laughs) we send blessings of peace and love to all people today of all faiths and and whatever. No faith because God's, we call it God, call it the thing itself, the real, the, the seed, the divine idea, the source. It's in every one of us. And that's that's the great hope of the world is we're coded to wake up. And what's exciting about this time is enlightenment may now be the new necessity. <laughs> it may be a requirement. <laughs> and that's good news, right? Uh, it's a prerequisite it, for the rest of life. It probably <laughs> is. And, and you know, in that, it's all good. Barbara, thank you so much. Give love to your beautiful husband. Au revoir. Hey, okay. she married a Pope, a Jim. trip. She married bon a Pope. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. We'll see you January 30th for the launch of Season for Peace and Nonviolence. We've been talking with Barbara Fields, Executive Director, Association for Global New Thought. Go online, A-G-N-T. A-G-N-T dot com dot org dot org yeah. and then it'll come up Peace Train or Season for Peace or just awesome great events or this Peace Project yeah. in the Middle East just want to remind you this Sunday we're going to be back at the Seventh Day Adventist Church right in Kahalui and then and Pu'anene and Wakea one service 11 o'clock celebration beautiful Children's Church 11 o'clock silence and- 10.30. And Christmas Eve, of course, Christmas Eve at 5 and 7 p.m. at the historic Iao Theater here in Wailuku. That's two services, one at 5, one not at 5 to 7, no. one at 5 one and five. one at 7. Same service, but a great opportunity for those of you who want to get home. It is a Sunday night, so 5 o'clock will be easy, and it will be so beautiful. And the historic theater, we thank you all, and we bless you all, and we know that you have the power within you to co-create the best life possible. Do Aloha. It.